Good morning, friends. Welcome back to the Say What podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day, fantastic morning. Not going to lie, I had to start this over because I'm a little tired and I was just talking for five minutes about absolutely nothing. Literally talked to you for, for five minutes about nothing, not one single important thing. So I was like, you know what? I want my podcast listeners to continue to listen to me. So I'm going to start this over. So this is round two of recording this episode. Hello. Welcome back to the Say What Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I'm Hannah, and we're if you this is your first time listening, welcome. We're going to be best friends. I think we're friends already. So, so glad you're here. I like to start off every podcast with some life updates, and I have a couple. So the first one is that I start my work-from-home job tomorrow, and I'm very excited. Like, when you listen to this, I'll probably be doing my little social media management job tomorrow, and I'm very excited to get back into that world. Um, I love doing social media management. I say back into that world. I guess I mostly mean working from home because I love working from home. It's my favorite thing, and I'm super excited to do that and start that tomorrow. So that job definitely landed in my lap from the Lord, and I cannot, cannot, cannot wait. I'm so excited. I love doing social media, so I can't wait for that to be my new job. Um, Another life update. Oh, I guess this one kind of goes with that is that my November has been insane, and it's almost over. It's almost over. It's not over yet. It's almost over. The last thing in November is my birthday, and that's on Tuesday. I'm very excited to turn 26, but honestly, I haven't had any time to think about my birthday because we it was Thomas's birthday, and then we moved, and then my mother-in-law was in town, and then I went to New York, and then it was Thanksgiving, and now it's my birthday, and I just have felt very overwhelmed in November, if we're being quite honest. It was very overwhelming, and so I am happy to be back home and only going to be home for a few weeks because we go home for Christmas, but excited to be back home in my place. Um, I'm still allergic to my apartment. If you've been following that saga, it's not a fun time, but we're going to figure it out. But I am excited to be back home and have my, like, rhythm back into place and starting this new job and just kind of feeling like a reset. I am very excited about. I need it really bad. Um, The other life update I wanted to give you was New York. So I went to New York for the week and it was super fun. I love New York. I don't know that I could live there. Like I really liked it, but I felt like I had, I was rushed all the time. Even though we were there for seven days and had plenty of time to do things, I think just the city being fast paced, like felt very fast paced. So that was like, interesting, um, but it was a really good time. We had so much fun with our friends. I got a like necklace that I'm really excited about. It's from um, New Top, I think is what it's called, New Top Jewelry. It's this like jewelry store in um, Chinatown that my queen, J.C. Marie Smith, and my other queen, Chelsea J- Jade Curtis, my What We Said podcast girls that I am obsessed with. I would love to have them on the podcast one day. I really should send an email, but um, I absolutely love them. And I, they went there when they went to New York. And so I was like, well, we have to go. And I got a little like gold necklace. It's like 10 carat 10% gold. I don't know anything about jewelry, gold jewelry all because I just get my jewelry from H&M. But this is like the Nike, besides my engagement ring, this is the nicest necklace I owed. I'll be transparent with you guys. I walked in and I was like, this is so overwhelming. I, there's too many options and everything looks like it's $4,000 and I don't have $4,000. I have $150 to spend on, on jewelry. So what can I find? And the girl finally was like, at first she just like wasn't saying anything to help us. And then she was like, I had asked for something down to look at. And she was like, what is your, what is your, um, 
what's your budget? Like we can work that way. And I was like, okay, thanks. Because everything looks like it's $4 million. <laughs> um, but I'm excited because I wanted a necklace that I can wear all the time and not take off. And it's a little gold necklace with a T on it, which I'm very excited about. The T is for Thomas. It's very cute. Um, and so I just thought that was really cool. I was really excited about that. And I went to this store called Studs, which is another earring place that, again, I learned about from JC Marie Smith, my fave influencer. And I got some earrings and that was really cute. And I love them so much. And I should, I should reach out to them to see if I could get a code for you guys because I'm obsessed with them. I need to get back on my influencer lifestyle. I have not really been working with brands or products because I haven't had time, but I love bringing you guys the best things. So I need to work on that. I need to get back on that grind. Anyways, New York was fun, had a blast. I don't really have many updates from it because we just like ate a lot and <laughs> had some really good margaritas. I had some really good Red House wine and that's about it. We saw Wicked, which was really cool. It was my first time seeing a Broadway show. I really loved that. And yeah, the city's awesome. It's really busy, and but it was a good time. It was really good. Um, the next update was Thanksgiving. So I came home, had Thanksgiving, and hosted it with some of our friends, which was really fun. Um, some of our new friends from church came over, and um, I shouldn't say new. They're newer friends to us, and so we hosted Thanksgiving with them and then with our two friends that we went to New York with, and it was just awesome. Like, I had such a good time, and I never feel like a true adult until I host Thanksgiving, you know? Like, it just feels really grown up. Like, only grown-ups can host Thanksgiving, and that made me feel very grown-up, and I have to sneeze. I'm still allergic to my apartment. Anyways, whew, sorry about that. Thanksgiving was great. I hope your Thanksgiving was really good. And I hope that you had a great time with friends and family. Or if you're by yourself, I hope that was amazing too. So those are the life updates that's happening. Hopefully my life will slow down soon because I've missed talking to you guys on Instagram and doing our chats and our question boxes and our topics. And I just have not had the time, if I'm being honest, to do it. So I'm really excited to just have my life slow back down so we can chat more. So Today's episode is actually another Q&A, and I'm really excited to do these Q&A questions because I feel like I get a lot of questions from you guys um, on Instagram, and I can't always answer every single one of them, and so I'm grabbing some from like past Q&As that I have not been able to answer and just going to answer your questions. So we have a pretty big, wide range of topics with these questions. I think there's 11 of them. Yes, there's 11 because I couldn't just make it a clean 10 because... I don't know why I couldn't do that. I should have done that. Don't really know why I didn't do that. But I am excited to chat about these. So let's just get into it. Question number one. What is the difference between lust and sex drive? And I think this is a fantastic question. It's actually something I've been thinking about a lot recently. So I used to think that this was like a very clear thing. And then the more I've been thinking about it, I'm like, this is not as clear as I thought it was. So I think this is a great question. Um, and when I was thinking about it, I feel like I've kind of formed some thoughts on it, but still like, it's kind of a confusing thing to know, like what really is the difference. Um, but this is kind of what it, I got to is that lust is really about yourself. Like it's a pretty selfish thing. It's about fulfilling your pleasures, your needs. You're doing some kind of sexual act just because you want to, like just for you, you're just feeling what you feel like is a need and making it happen for yourself. And a sex drive is part of being human. It's something we're born with. And you are, I've, I kind of view a sex drive as like, I, d I don't know that I'm, 
I'm trying to articulate this the right way because like I said, I'm, this is a hard question, I think. Um, for me, like I didn't really have much of like a sex drive until I got married and really wanted to experience this like intimacy with my husband. And I should say like I had a sex drive once like Thomas and I got pretty serious. Like I wanted that intimacy because I wanted to connect that way and I wanted to like please my husband that way and like bring him joy. And so it kind of sex drive became more about us rather than me. And I definitely would have thought that I had like a high sex drive when I was in high school or whatever. But looking back, like that was definitely a lust thing. And I wanted it because I needed it. And I wanted to feel a certain way. And I talked actually a couple episodes ago, I think it was a couple of ago, um, about the talk that I gave to the youth at my church. And I shared how like I, a lot of my worth was in boys and what they thought about me. And so that was definitely like a lust thing. Like I cared about how they made me feel and I wanted them to like me. And so I was kind of like lusting over them in that way and, and hoping that they would lust over me. And so it was more of like a solely focused on the sex drive or the sex and wanting it to be all about me. And sex drive is like, in my opinion, something that you're wanting to do with like each other and like you have a sex drive because sex is so good with your person that you just want to experience that with them and have that connection and have that bonding moment with them because you're like so obsessed and love them so much. That's kind of how I view it in my head, but I am so open to hearing what you guys think about it. I think this would be a great conversation to have and one that I think we're going to have on Instagram when next week when this episode comes out. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it because um, I do think this is hard. Like I, I know that there's a difference between I do think there's a difference between lust and sex drive, um, but it's kind of hard to figure out. So that, that's kind of my perspective on it, but I'm very excited to hear your perspectives and what you guys think about it because um, I would love to talk about it. So we will do that on Instagram this week. Okay, number two, how to set physical boundaries before marriage without feeling shame about desire. So I think this is a great question. I would say number one is that knowing that boundaries are a good thing. So I think a lot of times we view boundaries as like keeping us from doing something when I view boundaries as like helping you reach your goals. So you're like setting up this boundary in place to help you get to where you want to be, to help hold you accountable to that thing that you want to happen or don't want to happen. I don't look at boundaries as a way of like holding you back from something. I think it helps you stick to what you're wanting and your goals. And so viewing physical boundaries that way may help you feel less shame about it and knowing that like a sexual desire is not a bad thing like there is not meant to be any sh any shame around that like god created us perfectly and said that our bodies were good after he created them created them and so part of that is your sexual desire. And so just, I really want to encourage you to spend time studying scripture, especially the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. So I, like when I was preparing for my message to the students, I went back and like started reading about creation and how God created us and Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And just like really understanding God's design for humanity to live in the Garden of Eden, live in perfect perfectness where there's no sin, no shame, like really helped me grasp like how much God loves me, how much he wants the best for me and how much my body is a good thing that he designed. Like going through and reading that really helped me view that and see that just reading about the way he wanted Eden to be like how perfect he wanted it to be for us. Like that was really cool. And knowing that he said like, 
go and like subdue the earth, like rule the earth, rule all the animals and multiply. Like God wanted us to be like multiplying and making and having kids. And the way that we do that is through sex. And so I view that as like a really good thing and knowing like that's what God wanted for us really helps me feel really confident about myself and my body and my sex life because like I know this is something that God wanted for us. And so just like reading through that, I really want to encourage you that because I really think that'll help you here feel less shame. So I would just say like read all, read the first few chapters of Genesis and just like really let it sink in like what the words of the Bible are saying and let that encourage you. I think that'll be really helpful for you. Okay, number three, tips for when you feel stuck on a size when dilating and having a hard time moving to the next size. Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend. Dilating is a journey. Like, I am using the bachelor word right now because that is the only way I have to describe it. It is a journey. Dilating is not linear. Like, it is not always an uphill battle. And so I want to encourage you, like, I know you said you're feeling stuck right now because you're just on one size. I want to encourage you to kind of change your perspective on that and look at dilating as a process, a journey, something you're going through that is not necessarily like step one, step two, step three. Yes, there are like extra small, small, medium, large sizes of the dilators. And in theory, you're going to move up. But know that like dilating is something that takes time. Like it takes a lot of time. It's not something that you're going to use the smallest size once and be feel ready to move to the next size. It's not really how that works because dilating is retraining your muscles to know that it is okay for something to be inserted inside you. And it gets your muscles used to things being inserted inside of you. And so that is going to take some time to recondition your muscles in that way and so and getting your muscles used to that because um, right now your muscles are contracting and it's painful because um, it's not used to things being inside of you or it's been trained for so long that it's going to hurt that your muscles are like, ah, sex is going to hurt, this inserting, inserting this thing is going to hurt, so I got to freak out like right now. That's kind of what your muscles are doing. So it's going to take some time to retrain those muscles. So just know that like you're not stuck on that size. That's just on the size that you're on right now and that's okay. And I also want to encourage you with this to like think a little bit of outside the box as far as dilating. So when you're dilating, a lot of us will immediately just go to like working on the inside muscles, but there's actually a lot of nerves on the outside and you're on your labias that I think are not getting enough attention. So when um, dilating, this is something that my physical therapist uh, reminded me about a lot and she's literally the best human, is that like there are there are nerves on the outside, and maybe you need to spend some more time working on those muscles um, to get those used to insertion rather than just your internal ones. So I would encourage you to use like the dilator, like even around like your whole vulva area, like all over using the dilator just to get your body used to that touch. So maybe right now you're just focus on the internal muscles. Let's focus on the external nerves. So just like moving that dilator around and like getting the like the right, right when you insert the vaginal canal, like spending time right around there. And just look at it as like, this is the place that you're at in your journey. Not that you're like stuck here and you can't move on. Just like, this is the place that you're at and, and we will figure it out. Like you will get to the next time, next size, like when your body is ready. And so let's not rush our bodies. Um, I know it can feel like really discouraging because this is something that you want really bad, but I believe that like you're doing the best you can, your body's doing the best you can, and you will get there in time. So just take a breather and try working on those outside muscles too. I think that'll be a big help. Okay, number four, 
How did you know that you had vaginismus? Did you ask the OB or did they diagnose you? So I knew that sex hurt really bad. And I actually remember going to my friend's house. Um, my, one of my best friends, Carolina, went to her house and we were like sitting on her couch and I don't even remember how it came up. I might've just told her like, so sex has been hurting really, really bad. And is this how it feels for you? Because this is how it feels for me. And I'm like really concerned about it. And I knew what vaginismus was actually because I have a psychology degree and in a bunch of my psych classes, we would talk about vaginismus, but we almost always talked about it from the perspective of somebody had been sexually assaulted. And so if you get, if you are sexually assaulted, this is what, this is something that will probably happen to you. And so I even remember like sitting on her couch telling her like, I don't think I have vaginismus. Like I haven't been assaulted. Like I feel pretty good about myself, my body. Like I feel really good about my husband. So like, I don't really know where this is coming from. And so I remember like sitting on her couch talking to her about this, um, but I didn't really have any idea that it actually was vaginismus. I just knew something wasn't right. And so I told her I was going to go to the doctor and so made an appointment. And then it took five doctors to diagnose me with vaginismus, which is insane to me because I literally have textbook definition of secondary vaginismus, but it took five different people to diagnose me. And then finally I was diagnosed by a doctor and they're like, you have dyspareunia and vaginismus and dyspareunia in, mm, I just butchered that saying, dysbaryunia. I, I probably am saying that wrong. My brain is not working right now. Um, that just means painful sex. That's just the medical term for that. So, um, that you experience pain while sex. So I had that and vaginismus. So my doctor diagnosed me, but it took a lot of doctors to get there. Like literally I, I think I talked about this and like, how I, I have a, I have a vaginismus episode where I explain what happened in my story and how I got diagnosed with it. So I'll link that in the episode notes so you can listen to the whole thing. But yeah, I didn't know. I just knew sex hurt and I thought vaginismus was only for people who had been sexually assaulted and that had not happened to me. So that is why I didn't think I had it, but that's not true. It can happen to anyone. Okay. Um, question five, Got married a week ago. Tips for getting comfortable having sex and relaxing. Um, congratulations on being married. That is incredible. I'm so freaking excited for you. Oh my gosh. And I saw who sent this message in and I was like, oh, yay, I need to send you a DM. So I'm going to DM you and congratulate you. I wish I had seen this question sooner. I really don't know how I missed this because we would have celebrated you on Instagram. But um, yay for getting married. I think that's so awesome. Congratulations. And I just want you to know with like getting comfortable having sex and relaxing that like this will come over time. Okay. You are... I'm assuming, you know, doing something new, like this is a new experience you're having and being like fully comfortable with another person, even that this person is your husband, like that's going to take some time. Like feeling comfortable with your body and feeling comfortable doing this new thing is going to take some time. And as Carly Palmer Webb, one of my favorite um, content creators, her name is, she's a Christian sex educator, talk about her all the time. <laughs> you guys know who she is. She has said all it says that sex is a learned skill, and I completely agree sex is a learned skill, and so this is something that is going to take time for you to learn and for you to do, you know, for you to feel comfortable with. The more times that you have sex, the more comfortable you'll get with it. Now, I since you're a part of this community, I'm sure you know that if sex is painful, that's a different conversation, but if you're just feeling like you know, uncomfortable, not really full, like fully with your body or fully knowing what to do. And you feel like you can't relax because it's just a new thing. Like this is going to come, like this will come over time. And I really want to encourage you 
when you're trying to relax, like think about your senses in your body while having sex. So that's something that I think will really help you be really present during sex and will eventually lead to you relaxing. Because it, it does, when people say like, just relax during sex. Like that has always been so frustrating to me because it's like, how? I'm trying to relax. It's not working. And so I like to rephrase it and think about it this way as far as being like present during sex and being very present with your body, present with your person, present with your husband. Like that will help you relax when you're really present. And one of the ways that I think that you can be really present is going through your senses. So thinking about like while you're having sex or while you're making out, while you're foreplay, whatever's happening, like what do I feel right now? What do I taste right now? What do I smell right now? Like really like being one with your body and one with what's going on. That just made me sound so like, I don't know, granola. And I'm not like judging granola people either, but I just feel like being one with your body sounds so funny, but it's true though. Like I I really mean it. Like laying there, like thinking those things. And once you kind of start like, Ooh, I feel his hands on me. I feel like a firm touch, a hard touch. I feel like his tongue against the roof of my mouth. Like thinking about things like that will help you be present. And then your mind will slowly start to be like, okay, this is where we're at. And I feel this and this feels really good. And then you will start relaxing. So I would say for getting comfortable, like that's going to come over time. Like focus on like being present with your person and know that like that this will come. Um, This is a normal thing to like feel uncomfortable because this is a new experience. I'm assuming it's a new experience and you're trying to figure it out. And like, this is kind of the beginning parts and, and it's okay. Now, if you're in pain, that's different. You guys know that. I'm both, I'm talking to her question of just getting comfortable having sex. Um, and just like starting off slow, like, like don't feel like it has to be the way it is in the movies. Cause that's never true anyway. So just like starting off slow, starting off with like positions that you know that you can do that aren't like complicated with your leg in the air, turned around your arm, whatever. Like just, just start slow. Start with positions that you know that like feel good to you. And if you have to do that same position every time for three months, like, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Literally, there's nothing wrong with that. So just figure out like your most comfortable like position right now. And I would say spend some time on that for a minute. And then you'll start, you know, feeling like, okay, we can try something new now and things like that. And, and that will come. So you got it. I know that you guys will figure it out. Also just communicating with your husband. Like I cannot stress that enough. Talking about this stuff will help you feel more comfortable as well. So you got it friend. Okay. Uh, next question. I have my first boyfriend ever at 26. He is 29. Can we nap together on the couch as Christians? So my friend, I want to say to you that you have agency over your body and I believe that you can make the best decision for yourself that fits your boundaries. So I think a lot of times we will view Christianity from a legalistic standpoint, and that is not what God intended for us, uh, is to live this legalistic life, just doing things, because that's what other people have said to do, and that's the rules. Like, that's not really what this is about, okay? We need to look at our hearts and our motives, and honestly, if, if you're a Christian, like, I believe that you have the Holy Spirit walking with you, and so I trust that the Holy Spirit is going to convict you um, and let you know what your boundaries are, and so if you are laying on the couch, like, with your boyfriend, like, taking a nap, and you don't feel like that is something the Lord is convicting you of, then 
I think that's okay. If you are leaning, sleep, or sleeping on the couch, like taking a nap, and you feel like convicted from the Holy Spirit, that this is not something that you should be doing in your relationship, then lean into that. Um, I personally think it's okay to let, to take a nap on the couch, but that is my boundary. So what is what is your boundaries? And think about it from a place of not of just not legal legalism. Think about it from a place of freedom and um, really leaning into the Holy Spirit's convictions on that for you. And uh, I just want you to have so much freedom in Christ. And I don't want you to feel like you have to follow every single rule just for the sake of following rules. I, I believe that's where legalism is really, you know, big at fall of like following the rules just because they're the rules and, and we'll just do whatever to think about it that way and not like, uh, for your heart, like you're not doing things cause that's what you feel like the Lord wants you to do it. You're doing it cause that's the quote rule. And I don't know that that's always the best. And so I just want you to lean into your convictions, friend. I know you can do it and you have agency, so you can decide what is best for your relationship. Okay. Uh, number seven, I don't want to become reliant on toys if I use them when I first become sexually active. Is that a valid concern? So I will say that is a valid concern. Like I totally understand like you don't want to have to have to use vibrators every time. You don't want to have to use this every time. Um, but I would also encourage you to know that like, encourage you to know that didn't make sense. I would also want you to know that most women cannot orgasm on penetration alone. It just is what it is. Most women need clitoral stimulation and sex toys often help with clitoral stimulation. And so I think that sex toys really just like elevate your experience. Um, I don't think that they are a replacement for your person. And I can understand the like, I don't want to have to only be able to orgasm from the vibrator. And so if you feel like you're starting to get to that point, once you do start using them, I think you can just start weaning yourself off it, honestly. And then I think maybe you can find ways to also like have an orgasm. Like I don't feel like with sex toys, you're necessarily orgasming just with the sex toy. Like you're orgasming because your partner is, is being with you and touching you and loving on you. And so it's like a combination of all the things. And so I think that it's something that elevates the experience that like helps you get to that point. Um, but I understand like relying on it. You don't, you don't want to rely on it. I'm the same way. And so if that is really a valid concern that you have, which like I said, I think it is, I understand that. Um, maybe don't use it every time, like use it every other time. And I think like you guys will find ways that will help you, um, still experience an orgasm. And I do think if a vibrator gets you there, that's okay. Like while you're having sex, that's okay. That's just my opinion though. So you have to do what works best for you and what you believe is best. Um, and I trust that you'll do that, but I, I totally understand that. I think if that's a concern you have just to like ease into using them and don't use them every time. And I think you'll be able to learn about your body from that way too. So, okay. Question eight, did condoms ever hurt you? And if so, any brands that help or solutions? So yes, we tried using condoms. I don't really remember why we used condoms. I think it was, it was like right at the beginning. Oh, because I was having issues with my birth control. That's right. I don't think I've ever really, maybe I have, I honestly can't remember, shared on here about like the first like six or seven months of our, um, of being married. I thought I was pregnant every single month and not going to lie, guys, I prayed some really w and weird prayers during that time. It was a lot of prayers of like, 
God, please help this pregnancy test be negative because we are not in a place where we can have a baby yet. But also, if, if this is your will, I will accept it and be okay with it and figure it out as it as it goes And because babies are a gift from you. But also, I really don't want a baby, and so I don't really know what to do. And I feel really selfish praying this prayer because so many women are trying to get pregnant, and I just, I don't know. This is really confusing. So I prayed that prayer a lot. <laughs> I prayed that prayer a lot. And I literally had to talk to my therapist about it because I was like, I feel like this is bad to pray this. And she's like, you're not praying that your womb be closed, right? You're just praying that like it's a different time, right? And I was like, yes. And she's like, okay, it's fine. Take, take a deep breath. Anyways, I so yes, we did use um, birth control. Uh I had I, I got on birth control like right before I got married, and so we used condoms like when I was worried that my birth control wasn't working, and that was because I had to switch birth controls a lot throughout it, and so we used condoms some, and honestly, they hurt me really bad. Um, I felt like, because I mean, we just used to like go to the store, grab the Trojan brand, like not great brand, and um and that hurt me because it added some extra friction in, and I was already having painful sex, and so having painful sex and adding that in there was just not helpful, and so it did hurt, um, and I have not tried any since because I did switch to um, the NuvaRing birth control, and it's fantastic, and so I haven't had to use condoms since, but this brand, Mod did send me um, some condoms that we are going to try and use soon so I can give you guys feedback, and so far they look fantastic. Like, it looks like it's going to be really great. Like you can't even feel it, but it'll work. So I am going to try those and let you guys know. I'm, I'm just like telling you now about them, but I have not tried them yet. And I like to try stuff before I tell you about it. And so I don't quite know yet. It's hard to like, honestly hard to remember to use condoms because I don't need them. So like, we don't think about that, but I just need to like put it on my bedside table and just remember that we need to use these, um, just to see how it feels. So the things I do for you guys, I just love you that much that I'm not, don't need to use a condom, but I'm going to try them so I can give you guys a good condom brand. Um, this is how much I love you. So, uh, but I will say a solution, um, it's probably not a solution that you want to hear because I would just tell you to get on birth control. But also I know birth control isn't great. I, guys, I record, I wrote out another birth control episode because I really want to record one, but I'm just feeling, feeling like I shouldn't put it out there yet. Oh, I can't believe I just told you guys that. Actually I can't because we're friends. But anyways, um, that would be my solution to you, but that's not a great solution because I'm, like, I don't know. What what I will do, actually, is I'm going to do a poll on Instagram about the best condoms ever, and I'll share those answers, and hopefully that can help you find a new condom brand to use. Because I, like, I know if you don't want to, if you're using condoms, you're probably because you don't want to be on hormonal, hormonal birth control, and I know, like, there's not many non-hormonal birth controls out there, and one of them is an IUD, and I had a terrible experience with an IUD, so, which I've talked about in here before, so I don't usually recommend that, um, and so I feel like I'm not giving you any helpful solutions because the pull-out method also hardly ever works. And so I don't want to encourage the pull-out method because it hardly, hardly works. And I don't want to give you that kind of that kind of advice. So what I will say is that my answer to your question is yes, condoms hurt. And the solution is that I'll post on Instagram this week and share the answers um, that you guys give. And so I think that'll be really helpful. So maybe you can try out some of those brands. And I will try the ones that I have and let you guys know about that as well. Okay, number nine. Is it normal that it bothers me that my boyfriend watches porn? I'm so sorry. 
I was actually talking to somebody about this today and how just hurtful it is to be with somebody who is watching porn and just how hard that is. And so I just want to say to you, like, I am so sorry. Society has totally normalized watching porn and like that just being an okay thing. It's a release. It's self-care. And I just completely disagree with that on every, every part of that. Um, and so I will say that, yes, I think it is totally normal for you to be bothered by that. And I think that is something that you guys need to talk about because the feelings that you have about this are totally valid. Like just the fact that you're saying this bothers you, like, if something bothers you in your relationship and is like making you feel a certain way, like that is a valid reason to talk about it. So, cause it's making you feel something. And so I think it's like totally fair for you to talk to your boyfriend about this. I am really sorry. Um, society has just normalized it that all guys and girls watch porn and that's just, it's just not okay. Um, uh, I personally view porn as a version of cheating and, and maybe you do too. And so I just really think it's something for you to talk about. Um, Thomas and I have gone through this. He, watched porn and I knew about it and he watched porn like not the whole like first year of our marriage but we really went through that the first year of our marriage and so I have an old episode on that that you can listen to but where we share both sides of it um I, I also <laughs> have like sympathy for your boyfriend because I'm sure he started he found it at a young age and it's just been an addiction that is he's had a hard time overcoming and I know this is hard but I also believe that like he can choose to, to to break this addiction and I really encourage you to follow hey Evelyn James on Instagram this is what she talks about a lot and I think that'll be really helpful for you because this will that'll just maybe help you help you feel not crazy for feeling crazy because you're not um but I know that it can feel that way so I'm really sorry, and porn is not okay, and I definitely think it's something that you guys should talk about. Okay, number 10. How can I be more comfortable talking about my body and sex? I'm single. I think that is a great question. And this is also going to be another one that I'm going to put up on Instagram because I would love to hear other single people's perspective on this. Um, I'm, I'm married and I've been married for a couple years now. And so when I read this question, I was like, okay, it's been a minute since I'm single. And I like, what would I want to hear when I was single? And that took me some time to think about, honestly, um, because sex is not... It's hard because like sex, God's design for sex was to be in marriage. And so it's like, but not everybody's promised marriage. So like, that's a confusing thing. And I'm like very aware of that. And that's like very hard and very confusing. But as far as your body goes, like talking about your body and talking about sex, just like knowing that like sex is a good thing and that your body is a good thing and that desires that you feel are like normal and a part of being human. And so I just like want to encourage you to just know that, like rest in that and know that like you can be a part of conversations about sex, even though you're single, because you understand the bigger picture. You understand that it's like a part of life and that you too, as a single person, I'm sure have sexual desires. And so just knowing that like you are welcome in this conversation, conversations about sex and body are not just for married people. Like single people absolutely have a space in that conversation. And so I just want to encourage you in that. And I'm also very interested to see what other people are going to say about this. Cause I think it could be super helpful and super, super encouraging. And I'm also one to say like, I don't have all the answers and I don't always know the best things and know and have the right answers on stuff and the best, the best thoughts about it. And so I'll be honest, I read this and I was like, 
okay, I really need to think about this one for a second. And so I would love to hear what other people have to say. So I'm going to post about that, but, and I'll share those responses next week. I need to write down notes of all the ones I'm going to post so I don't forget. Um, but I really do think that this is like a great question and just know that like you can be part of the conversation, know that your body is good and was created for a purpose and the desires that you feel are are normal and just part of being human and that you are more than welcome in the conversations about sex and about your body. Like you're not, it's not only for married people or people in a relationship, it's for everyone because we all experience this kind of stuff. So just know that like you are welcome in this conversation and have like confidence in that. So I'm also very excited to see what other people say because I think other people's input is going to be really good here as well. Okay. Oh, I'm out of breath. Last question. Uh, For a virgin, tips on how to help pelvic exams not be so awful physically and mentally. Oh, my friend, I totally feel you. I dreaded going to the gynecologist for a long time, and now I feel much more confident about it because I go in prepared. So I will my like big advice to you is to go in prepared knowing what questions you want to ask and knowing that like you are in control of what goes on in that room. So you have agency over your body. Yes, this doctor is like have exam stuff they want to do to you, but like you are in control of your body. Like you have agency over your body. You can say stop. You can say no. Like you can ask them to be more gentle. You can ask them to use the smallest speculum that they have because they do have smaller speculums. And let them know that, like, this is a hard thing for you. Like, this is painful, and it's usually really stress-inducing and just really hard. And so go ahead and prepare yourself to, like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to ask for what I want. I'm going to stand up for myself. And that is an okay thing to do. Those are boundaries that I'm setting for myself, and that is okay. That is good. That is taking care of myself. So already preparing that, like, if you have questions or about like yourself or your body or things you want to ask, like go ahead and have those written out. So that's one less thing you have to think about and ask for a small speculum and ask them to be gentle, like straight up say like, this is really hard for me. And I am like, like, this is physically painful. And that's also not a good thing. So I would say like, why do you feel like these, this is physically painful for me? Is there something we can do to make it better or fix it? Or is there something more we need to talk about because this is so physically painful for me? So I would just go in prepared. So it's like one less thing you have to think about. And knowing that you have like agency over your body and that you are in control will also help you mentally because while yes, they are doing the exam, you can say no at any time. You can say no at any time. You can ask them to stop at any time. And it is their, like, doctors, they have agreed to, like, ethics. Like, they will stop. And so that is something that my physical therapist said to me when I first started holistic pelvic therapy was that she was like, at any moment, at any moment whatsoever, whatever time it is, whenever whenever it is, you can say that you want me to stop and I will stop. No questions asked. No need to apologize. Like I will stop. Um, you are in control of your body here. Like you have agency, like you, it is your body. I'm just a physician. So like you can tell me what you, what is okay and what is not okay. And so that like really stuck with me and I thought was really encouraging. And so I believe that goes for any kind of medical experience. And so just remember that like you have agency over your body you can ask them to stop if it's, if it's too much. And you can ask them to be gentle and let them know what's going on and how this is hard. So you've got this. You are in control of your body. You have agency over yourself. And I believe that it will get better. It will get better. It will get better. It will get better. I'm sorry. I know public exams are not 
fun. So, okay, that was all the questions. That was the 11 questions, because remember, I can't just, for some reason, do an easy 10. I decided to do an easy 11. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. I love chatting with you guys about this stuff. I'm really excited for our conversations that we're going to have on Instagram this week. And I also just want to say thank you guys for being so kind to me. I have posted a couple things on Instagram about some like mean comments I've gotten. And usually like I get mean comments from people all the time, all the time. I mean, I have like four or five videos now that have over a million views. So that's just the nature of it. It's going to happen. And usually I can just be like, that's dumb. They don't know me. They're not part of this community, whatever. They don't matter. Like that comment doesn't matter whatever. But for some reason, they're just, they just have gotten to me and it's kind of, it's kind of been a blow to my self-esteem, but I know what my calling is. I know this stuff is important, but I don't know. It just, it just hit different this past few weeks. I I don't know. So, but a lot of you have been super kind, super encouraging. And I just want to say it means a whole lot. And thank you so much. Doing this is like also interesting because I'm trying to figure out like, do I just ignore every single comment and act like it doesn't bother me to you guys? Should I be honest about the stuff that bothers me like this? Like, is, you know, is it giving them more power because I'm posting about their stuff? Should I just ignore it? But I also don't want people to like bully the other people in the comments because I don't think that's fair either. So it's just a weird thing that I'm trying to navigate. So I appreciate you guys being with me as I navigate this stuff because it's just hard. So I appreciate you guys. Um, and if you could give me a star, a five-star review, if you think this podcast is five stars on Apple Podcasts, that would mean a lot to me. I I, um, I don't know. I got a lot of one stars right now. So if for something you think I should do better, let me know. Um, but I would really love that because it just helps out this pot helps this podcast get to the right people. If the, if that rating is a little bit higher. So I appreciate you guys. It means so much to me that you're a part of this community and we will talk soon.